Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The Oilers and the Tampa Bay Lightning tomorrow will be doing the show from Rogers Place. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operator for over 50 years. They have 15 Edmonton area locations, four in Calgary, one in Red Deer. You can go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean Chicken. Uh, let's do this. Uh, we are going to head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. We just had Reed Schaefer on the show from the Seattle Thunderbirds. We're going to talk to Luke Pierce. He is the head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Luke, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Bob. Thanks for having me. Let me ask you, um, do you think that playoff series last year against Seattle Took a, took a lot of a starch out of you. I mean, it's a major accomplishment to win a WHL title. You won the series in six games, but your team was not the same coming out of that championship uh, series uh, when they headed to the Memorial Cup. That, 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 do you think that altered the course of direction of what you guys might have been possibly capable of at the Memorial Cup, just in terms of how physical the series was? Oh, absolutely. I think that's a, that's a very accurate statement. I think not just... Um, the physical toll that it takes on you, but the emotion of, of winning a, a series like that. Um, it was a fantastic hockey. Those are probably six of the you know the best hockey games that I've been able to, to witness and be a part of. And, you know, that's a credit to both teams. But, uh, yeah, it was certainly it was certainly grueling physically. And uh, it was neat to see Reed there at the game last night. I think he was obviously a really big part of that. Well, and I mean, just so the listeners are aware, you lost. Dylan Gunther got hurt during that series. He's your leading goal scorer. He did not play in the Memorial Cup. Is it fair? I, I don't think either Justin Sordiff or Jake Neighbors were particularly healthy by the time you guys ended up going out east. Is that fair? Yeah. No. Justin is uh, was was extremely banged up, and and Jake was banged up even leading into that series. But that series certainly took took a heavy toll on him, and um, you know even. The likes of Caden Gooley is as big of a part as he was and a beast in that series. He was, you know, he was a little bit worn down as well. And uh, I don't know if there was a player on our roster that wasn't, you know, feeling the effects of that uh, physicality. And um, it certainly had an impact on our performance in St. John. How closely uh, have you followed the ongoing progression of the players that have advanced? Gunther, obviously, in Arizona. Gooley, out right now with an injury. Uh, in Montreal, neighbors had a, a goal in a fight a couple nights ago. Uh, rather decisive a victory over Parker Kelly. I was a little surprised by that, to be frank with you. Maybe I shouldn't have been. Uh, but uh, are you keeping an eye on all those kids? Absolutely. Yeah, it's been really fun to watch them and um, great to see Jake. I thought he looked like himself the other night and, um, you know, it's unfortunate for Caden. It's actually the same same injury, just the opposite leg from what he hurt with us last year in, in a battle in Swift Current and 
Um, Dylan has been really impressive. I think he had seven shots a night last night and was arguably their best forward, I thought. So, um, yeah, it's been fun to watch those guys. Obviously, uh, it's a good reminder after, you know, going through a bit of a tougher year this year for us here. But uh, it's, it's, it's a good reminder of what we're trying to produce. And it's fun to see those guys uh, having the success that they are. Uh, Luke Pierce, head coach, Edmonton Oil Kings. Luke, by my count, um, your top 14 scores off last year's team are no longer with the Oil Kings. They've either moved on, you know, graduated as 20s in the case of, you know, Josh Williams and uh, such, uh, as uh, well as uh, Kubasak, and then, you, you know, a couple of the guys this year that are 20s, uh, Dahoniak and uh, uh, Jackson Weeb have been subsequently traded, and then all the guys on to the National Hockey League and on to the American League. It has been a massive undertaking in terms of rebuilding this team. Cole Miller is your highest-scoring player from last year. He's still just seven. Uh, th- he is a draft eligible this year, so we're going to start there. Six-foot-four, right-shot center. He's had some ups and downs this year, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. That whole group of returning, you know, now 17 or 16-year-old players has had a has had an up and down year. I think it comes with the territory of going on such a long run and a grueling season last year, and um, you know, not being really, really big parts of it on the ice every day. And um, but this year, they're feeling the effects. And uh, with the case of Cole specifically, uh, he's probably played his best hockey in the last two weeks, and. I think that's a sign of, of where he's headed again. And the rest of that group, I mean, two of them are injured right now in, in Dawson Seitz and John Zabo. But I think we'll see a, a really strong finish from that crew as they're starting to kind of catch up physically with you know, the toll that last year took on them. All right, so Cole Miller uh, and uh, Wojtek Port are the two uh, draft eligibles that were recognized by Central Scouting Port's uh, uh, from Czechia, he's a, a right shot D man, six foot two, and you guys got to be pretty excited about where he's tracking right now. Yeah, absolutely. He's um, you know, he's been a real bright spot for us as far as you know. Sometimes you just have these hidden gems that come out of nowhere, and um, you know, there's we're real fortunate to you know kind of capitalize on someone else's misfortune. And Red Deer had to. to to part with him as they had Christopher Setoff coming back, and uh, we were the benefactors of it. And Boitek's been a fantastic addition. He's he's thrived under increased opportunity, as so many players do, and uh, he's got a real bright future, real solid, smooth skating guy with a, a real strong sense of the game, and uh, has been really you know positive here under the tutelage of Vladislav Smeed and having a fellow Czechia uh, coach has helped him. Gavin Hodnett leads your team in scoring. He's only 16 years of age. He's a small guy, but uh, he's got a lot of skill, doesn't he? Well, Bob, he's uh, yeah, he's been very impressive. When we talk about bright spots in this year, he's certainly got to be at the top of that list and um, a really exciting player for us. And you know, kind of drives our offense on a daily basis and extremely committed. He reminds me a lot of uh, the players that we've seen come through here in the past few years, uh, much like Dylan Gunther. And, excited for for the future here with gavin yeah where it can end up going so i mean how, how much i mean you've had a lot of guys get moved in and out Demick was supposed to be a big part of the team he injured his shoulder so kurt ended up making a deal with him to get an asset back uh you know how important is it to i mean you're not at double digit wins yet this season just to keep things you know sort of positive and, and about the development of the players 
Yeah, hundred percent. It's been a, um, there's no question. It's been a challenge and I give our players a lot of credit. They're the ones who make the choice every day to, to come in with a good attitude and we try our best to surround them with as much joy and positivity as we can. And today we're going to head out to, to Brent Sake's place and, and do a little outdoor three on three. And we're just got to do some different things to keep them excited. And, and they've been good, but it also presents us a tremendous opportunity to try some different things. So, you know, you're not necessarily focused on the wins every single night and it's an opportunity to test out some different theories on on the way we want to play the game and um keeps things fresh for a group and we're uh, we're really fortunate we've got a great bunch of kids here that have uh, embraced the challenge that they're under you have uh, prince george and is it brandon here this weekend Yes, that's correct. Yeah, Yeah. so and Brandon's uh, traded off a couple other players. So 7 o'clock Saturday, I'll be in Vancouver with Jack broadcasting the Oilers, and then on Sunday at 4 o'clock against against Brandon. So we wish you the best of luck, and I'm going to put you on the spot here. You've seen what a WHL championship team looks like. Uh, Which teams have you faced that you think are going to be in the mix when it's all said and done for a WHL title? Well, I... It's hard for me not to pick Seattle. I mean, we haven't played them since early October, but I just I know that team well enough from last year that uh, um, you know I I feel like they have the experience and the the understanding of what it's going to take, and I would probably put them up as uh, as my favorite right now. Hey, have fun out at uh, Brent's place. Say hi to him for me. Yeah, thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. You bet. Jack Michaels and myself were out there uh, about a year ago at this time, actually, uh, doing a Montreal Canadiens-Edmonton Oilers alumni game. Uh, it was a, a good time. George LaRock was thundering around the ice. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. I'm going to get Brendan to chime in on this when we return after a commercial break. Um, I, I want to ask you about development specific to the minors what's more important to you developing the players or winning games and do you focus on uh, development to the point to the detriment of winning games I mean obviously in a perfect world you try to do both but you tell me you're the GM of the Edmonton Oilers. What do you want to see the place and the focus of emphasis on your AHL affiliate? Text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063 and we'll get to some of your thoughts when we return. Again, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. What should be the priority on the farm in Bakersfield? Winning games? Or playing the heck out of your prospects. You tell us. Brennan, your opportunity, the floor is yours. I, it's To me, it's an obvious answer, right? you got to be prioritizing. As an organization, you have to be prioritizing uh, development. But you can't develop anything inside a losing culture. I think that that has to go hand in hand. So uh, somewhere along the line, you've got to be able to provide opportunities that lead to success, right? So, uh, you know, to me, veteran insulation down there is important, but opportunity and you know you say the the currency of coaches is ice time well I think that that should be most attributed to guys that are going to take the next step here within the organization of course yeah absolutely 148 in Edmonton uh Bob Philip Broberg ain't leading us deep in the playoffs we need help or we're gonna get spanked again that's what the text says he also says, I'll bet you 15 Pilsner or Reed Schaefer doesn't see 100 NHL games. 
Well, I'll take you on that. I'll take you up on that. Um, uh, I wouldn't trade either Holloway or Broberg or Bouchard. Prospects and first can all go, though. There you go. Uh, Tyler has texted us to say, Bob, you've asked a tough question. I have to come down on the side of player development, though. The whole point of a farm team is to plant young players and let them grow for a few seasons before uprooting them into the NHL. If that means you aren't winning games, you have to ask why. Do you not want to have some experience for these young guys to learn on, to teach and pass on what they need? Well, and that's part of that's part of it. Now, what you can't have is you can't have underperforming veterans as well. And because then it becomes a, uh, a a challenge, uh, Bob. The answer is not simple. The analysis of Colorado, Boston, Vegas, and Tampa would be wise. How are they getting it done? I would argue all four of those organizations don't have to be as focused on drafting and development as Edmonton. Okay, there are significant tax advantages to playing in Vegas and Tampa than there are to Edmonton. Significant. Uh, Boston gets a, a disproportionate amount of NCAA-trained players from the Boston area's free agents. And Colorado did hit rock bottom. Nobody had a worse year than Colorado in 16-17, and they rebuilt their organization. Again, you can text us, 780-496-0063. Bob Fletch from Calgary says, Before Woodcroft took over the HL team back in the day, our HL team did its own thing. There was no continuity in how the NHL team played, power plays, or PK. So when they came up to the orders, they didn't know what the order systems wanted. Uh, Woodcroft changed that at the HL level. Development uh, is the focus. Bob, uh, development is more important, but it's nice to have a winning catcher starting in the minors. Thanks. That one comes to us from Les in Peace River. Bob, player development, because I do not want to go through another decade of darkness. Again, um, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Jason from San Gudo on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, was that bet for 100 Pilsner for 15 games of Schaefer playing in the NHL or 15 Pilsner and 100 games in the NHL from Jason in San Gudo? Yeah, I would uh, I would suggest to you that we're probably looking at uh, uh, the the bet was that he, fifteen pilsner that he wouldn't play hundred games. I say he's going to play hundred games. Randy says, ask McDavid or Drysaddle if they want to win now or develop players uh, for when they're gone. Well, I, I still think for Edmonton ultimately they ha- you know what for virtually I'll, I'll never forget what Dean Lombardi told me. As the LA Kings were on the precipice of becoming a, a, a Stanley Cup contender, he said, Bob, even the New York Yankees in the 90s, when they won four to five World Series, their best players, even the Yankees, they can buy anybody, even their best players at that time were drafted and developed. Derek Jeter, Andy Pettit, drafted, uh, what's his name, uh, the, the relief pitcher, uh, Riviera, Mariano Riviera. Those guys were all drafted and developed guys. It's a fair point. Um, Bob, would you agree that if the Oilers make the playoffs, this four-game run is the difference? If they went 0-4 in this run, I would have written them off for the postseason. If the Oilers had gone, if they'd lost the game in L.A. and then dropped the, you know, the last four games, we wouldn't need a guest on the show for a week. We could just take calls because people would be losing their proverbial you-know-what. Brendan, tomorrow's going to be a good day for all the uh, media brethren down at Rogers Place that contribute to the show. That's all I'm going to say. 
Pops Gaudet. Spe- oh, special. You, you tracked down the right person. I tracked down the right person. Oh, right on, there we go. Right on. Let's just say uh, Brendan and Chris came through for us. It's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good day. Some guys are gonna be smiling. Let's go to Listian Oilers history for New West Travel. Travel to California this April. A chance to see the Oilers play the Kings and the Ducks. You can reach out to newwesttravel.com. What do you got, Brendan? All right. We'll go back to uh, 2009 when the uh, – I'm looking at the wrong thing. They were uh, raising Glenn Anderson's number nine uh, prior to a 6-3 win over Phoenix. Uh, Ethan Morrow with a hat trick. Laddie Smead fought Dan Carcillo. And Dwayne Rollison made 25 saves for the W. Guess what? This is also Mark Messier's birthday. Is it? Yes. And there was a piece written by Murat Atesh on the Athletics website about Mark Messier. It's a well done uh, look into one of the greatest players in the history of the game. So the Moose, I think he was born in 61. So that would make him 62 years of age. The Oilers and the Tampa Bay Lightning tomorrow. Our guests will include from NHL Hockey on Rogers. Louis DeBrusque. What does Reed Wilkins got going on with Inside Sports tonight? You will hear from uh, Kelly Rudy, as well as the captain of the U of A Golden Bears hockey team, Matt Fontaine, and Edmonton Elks running back, Antti Milanovic-Litre. Coming up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and then today, 6.30 Chet Afternoons with guest host Morley Scott. Back at you tomorrow at noon. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now.